is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. So poor Tony Goldwyn. Every time I see him, he is suited. Suited. What's what was the first thing I asked you when you walked in the door? You do said, "Why can't you ever come here and there's just shorts and a t-shirt?" Yeah, I mean, do you own shorts and a t-shirt? I do. I was wearing them yesterday, but uh, <laughs> whenever we talk, I've been sort of on talk shows and stuff on you TV. Poor guy, and, and I dress up for that stuff. Do you ever get tired of being all suited up? Well, I have a good reason to be suited up, so I'm grateful for that. Oh, you know. see. You're, you're it's becoming, not like going to endless bar mitzvahs or something. You're increasingly <laughs> presidential every time I see you. Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll join the fray. You there know, you go. It could happen. You never know. Uh, yeah. So Tony Goldwyn is here. You know him, of course, from Scandal, Thursdays on ABC, season four. Season five. Is it season Just five? Just started season five, yeah. It's moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's moving quickly for a viewer, which is really good. Yeah. Because that means it's – I always say if, if you can count the minutes, it's not working, right? True, yeah. So uh, the show is off to yet another great start. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any fear of it crashing like nothing lasts forever, right? So yeah, I you know I don't. But this doesn't seem to be showing any signs of dropping. It's not slowing down at all. You know, in mean, no. the great relief to me, uh, every season, but especially I'm feeling it now. You know, the you always are concerned when a season starts. Like, what are they going to do now? Like, mm. What is Shonda going to have in mind? And is she going to be able to sustain this or break new territory, or is he going to start? sort of that inevitable decline that happens to long-running series. And um, so far, you know, this season is just starting off uh, with so much momentum. Mm. Um, and we were really well set up la- last year with um, things blowing up in the White House and Fitz and Olivia coming back together. And and now we're in a position where the audience is going to get to experience what that actually means when the President of the United States and his mistress kind of go public and are forced to go public and try to make it work. Um, that's complicated. So you that there's a lot of energy underneath that. Um, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but they can't be happy because a happy Fitz and Olivia is the end of the show. So well, I think that's probably right. So you know, I'm sure you, that's right. But it doesn't mean I can't keep trying. Well, this is true. <laughs> but have you thought... In what ways are they going to torture this poor guy? Well, if you just look at the the I mean, the thing that's cool about um, I think the way Shonda thinks and is thinking as as outrageous and operatic as the show is, mm-hmm. this the in many ways it's not that far from reality, you know. So if you imagine what would come down, you know, on the heads of the president and the woman he loves, who is not his wife when they're exposed to the public and to the feeding frenzy of politicians jockeying for a position and political enemies trying to get their pound of flesh and tabloids and you know it goes the list goes on and on and on <clears throat> just let alone the pressure of a couple who have had an illicit affair which is very erotic and very highly charged in that it's forbidden and they've had it for now 
several years. Yeah. So suddenly now you're saying, okay, let's try and be normal. Let's try and be a couple. How do we do that and actually have a relationship? Uh, you know, where it's going to go, I don't know because I never know what's going to happen. But those are the kinds of, uh, you know, threads we're following, starting to follow. And I think Shonda's, there's plenty of dramatic material in everything I just said. You know, you can imagine, plus all the outrageous you know, things that Shonda Rhimes' brain comes up with, you know, yeah. over and above just what is already a very loaded situation. It's pretty it's pretty amazing. And and what is so fun and what makes the show all the more fun is how crazy the real world has become. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, it, our show seems, you know, larger than life and insane. And in some ways it is, but in other ways... Maybe not so much. Maybe not so far away. As you look at what's going on, even just with the early throes of this 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 election... Oh, it's insane. Um, wow. Yeah. Your show looks a little tame compared I mean, to what we're watching. The, look at the Republican <laughs> debates. I know. I mean, they're like a... It's like watching a... Uh, it's like watching a circus, you know? It the, is. The... Um, the inability to sort of focus on issues, everyone you know, taking snipes at each other, yeah. and sort of this brawl uh, and cult of personality, which was what, in many ways, politics has become at the moment. You know, in our, in our, maybe it always has been that to some degree, but um, it's it's, you know, it's just taken the money and it's just crazy. So, um, and very entertaining. I have to very, say. <laughs> very much indeed. Very much indeed. That's Tony Goldwyn joining us here. On the jolt, um, so my my take on you as both a, a fan of your work for many years, and also we've had the great I've had the great opportunity to talk with you a number of times since you've uh, been on Scandal, is that you are you Tony are an ever evolving actor. You're always engaged in your process, whether it be this or whether what you're doing outside. So I'm wondering. What can you have learned in, say, the last year from playing Fitz? Like, what what new buttons? Because he is constantly in the throes of something. Mm. What what uh, are, is there anything new for you to learn? Yeah, that's such a great question, Larry. Um, I had a lot of trouble as an actor last season with Fitz because um, he became very very reactive. Uh, if you remember, you know, there was the whole storyline where Olivia was kidnapped and Fitz went to war in order to save her life. And that in and of itself was a very difficult thing for me to get my brain around, you know, justifying putting American service people's lives in jeopardy and and, and thousands of them, uh, you know, and, and, and Shonda was up to a sort of Helen of Troy kind of, you know, storyline going, which I very much appreciated as an audience, but as the actor doing it, um, I had to, it was a challenge to figure out how to keep my center and and, um, my own sense of strength. And then when Olivia came back, was rescued, and Fitz was so happy to have her back and felt that he had contributed to that effort and she vilified him for it and attacked him for it. And uh, Fitz didn't have a lot to say for himself when that happened. He was so shocked. So that period of time where I was very much on my heels as the president of the United States was a great challenge as an actor. It was it was hard to figure out how to kind of keep 
um, you kind of keep my balls. If you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was, yeah. It was hard. And then it, and then it kind of shifted again uh, when later in the season I formed this very interesting alliance with Melly. And, and now in this season, um, I'm taking a lesson from that because Fitz is now sort of uh, regained his power and taken control of his life again and is kind of, at the moment, leading the charge and bringing Olivia, you know, along with him. So long-winded answer to your question, you know, going through challenges like that, now that I'm kind of, the character has his feet underneath him again, I learned a lot um, as an actor going through a period where I wasn't given a lot of material to kind of... um, kind of seize control and be, you know, I was being right. And how to, how to still uh, do the best work that you can do in, in that circumstance and be the storyteller who is being true to what Shonda Rhimes' intent is, you know, which is my job. It's interesting as you're, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about your, your history as an actor and I'm thinking there are not a lot, I'm, I can't think of actually uh, a weak man you've played. You've played a lot of alphas. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what does it do to you? Because I'm imagining that in some fashion, even though you're nothing, I would never presume it or anything like the characters you play, um, but there's a certain kind of core um, energy, for lack of a better word right now, that comes from Tony, from you, that makes you as an actor very attractive to people who are casting these strong alpha dudes. So what does it do to you to play someone who is in his moments of impotence? Well, it's, it's, um, there's sort of two parts to that question. It's confronting to me, you know, because, uh, it's easy to judge the character and become frustrated because it's an uncomfortable thing as a human being Yeah, to be out of power or dis, you know, disempowered, I guess, is if that's a word, you know. Um, but that very often happens in life um, all the time. And, and so it's a very interesting thing as an actor to go, well, wait a minute. How, how you know, it, does it, it just it feels good to be the guy in charge, to be the alpha. There's a certain security in that when someone's handing you that, you know, hand of cards when they take that away and you're given a hand of the person who's who's suddenly on his heels, that's a very good exercise for an actor because you're going, let's, uh, I'm playing this part. I'm not, it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable situation yeah. to be in. Um, and, you know, I've played, um, you know, I may have played a lot of men who felt they were in charge, but I've also had the experience of playing some men of, of weak moral character. You right. know, and some of the villains that I've played... Um, I guess those people were quite dynamic and that they were always fighting to, you know, to to prevail, uh, although they usually don't when you're the bad guy. But um, anyway, my main answer to your question is it's confronting to you as a per- to, to me as a as a person and as a man. And I, I don't li- it's not a good feeling. Yeah, cause but that's that's what you're that's the story you're telling at that moment. Because even when you've played uh, bad guys who get their due. Mm hmm. Um, I guess it goes back to what you were saying a few minutes ago. They are enormously active people. 
And my guess is that some of what makes that work for you as an actor is the fact that you're an active person yourself. So when you leave at the end of the day and you've been pouring this, you know, this, this emotion into this character in a way that you're not used to doing, it's new acting muscles, does it make you want to be in greater control of the rest of your life? Because the man you're playing on the set all day, you don't want to judge him, but you have to make him real. Yeah, it's tricky. You know, I did, I found myself <laughs> in those, that sort of storyline last year, and when I've had this experience in other roles that I've played, you can get a little depressed. You know, you yeah. can get a little bit, it impacts your sense of yourself in the world, and you have to, uh, I find that interesting. You know, like you have to be a, a Aware of that, it's um, those are the sort of subtle ways that a a character can kind of inform your day to day life. Um, it's got to be tricky though, because part of your livelihood is being acutely aware mm-hmm. of emotions, whether they be yours or whether they be the ones that you're bringing to a fictional character. Yeah, and it can get very confusing for actors, you know. Yeah. Um, because you have to, if you're worth your salt, you really have to throw yourself into it. Um, I'm pretty uh, familiar with it now, and I sort of have um, developed an ability to to leave the work, separate myself out, and go. That was the work. But um, you know, when I was younger, that, I think that's why sometimes you see actors go a bit off the rails if they're playing a very extreme character. Sure. Because it can it can affect your psyche, and often it affects your phys- your physical well-being if you've had to transform yourself in some way you know physically for a part uh, but that also is what we're perversely attracted to you know it's a very interesting thing to step into someone else's life and really commit and and try and believe that that's what you're doing um, that's a really interesting thing to do for a living <laughs> especially when as is the case with this character there's no end point that's right That that's the Amazing, you know. This is the first time I've been, uh, uh, you know, a regular character on a television series, and it's a fascinating thing because I literally have no idea where Fitz is going to go. And um, you know, uh, I I had a very interesting exchange with Shonda Rhimes um, last week. Uh, I was struggling with a scene that we were doing, a very difficult scene um, with Carrie and I, and I I needed to, I didn't understand where she was coming from, and I and I. Shonda and I had this exchange where I was asking her a bunch of questions, and she started to tell me things about what her intention was for Fitz. And, and you know, I, I suddenly realized that this woman, Shonda Rhimes, has a kind of, she has a godlike kind of power of steering this character, and it could go in any directions. And the feeling of being out of control, I literally had to, Give uh, uh, give over to her. Um, a, I respect her enormously, and and what she had to say was extremely helpful. But it was a very strange feeling of, um, you know, she has something in store for oh, this character, and I, I don't, don't know. know I, like I don't know where it's going to go. I don't think I would like that. But as much as I life would, is kind of like that, isn't it's it? exactly the way you life know? is, and who likes that, really? Absolutely, because we all know where it's going to end. <laughs> but the other thing is, you know, what's fascinating about. Fits and what I thought about when we first sat down, uh, you know, about fifteen or so minutes ago, is this show is showing no signs of even slowing down, much less ending. Somewhere in the lifespan of this show, 
he will not be president. Right. Right. And whether Shauna decides to end the show as Fitz leaves office and somebody else, will it be Melly? Will it be, I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, is that the end of the show or does she have a, a whole other thing in mind? I just don't know. I can't, can't imagine that would be don't the know. end of the show because it would be too juicy to explore what happens to this man. I right. almost, I don't want him to not be president. But I'm dying to know what happens when he's not. Oh, that's interesting. So you would be interested in following the character oh my outside God. the Oval Office? Yeah. I, I wonder, does is it does it become compelling, or is it the fact of the office? Itself no, it's so thing? compelling. Think about think about one of the most compelling, whether you whether you agree or disagree with who he was as our president. One of the most compelling things has been following Bill Clinton. Sure. I think he's more interesting now than he was when he was our president. Yeah, no, I think that's true. And and as a man who who really I think like Fitz likes being president. Yeah. I think in his mind he still is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he thinks if his wife becomes president, it's just you know a mandate for him to be back in charge, even right. though he's going to be the first husband, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, I want to know way more. I, to me, there's, there's a whole. That's the best thing that could happen to Fitz mm. is the day after he's not. Oh, president. I agree with that. I, I think Fitz would agree with that. Like you the, know, I think really. he loves being president, but I think also, I mean, first of all, he loves Olivia more, and he wants to have a life with this woman but, even more. But but I think he he hasn't really thought about it for a while because now he's in his second term and is so invested in in making that a success. <laughs> but when he was before that, you know, he was ready to walk out just to be with Olivia. And, and, and I say that he was looking forward to the impact he could have on the world yeah, and not have to deal with all of the crap of being, <laughs> you know, the president. I know, but what if, what if she only wanted him when he was president? Well, that may be the case. Right? I mean... Because she's not exactly the... She's the lead of the show or one of the leads of the show, but she's not necessarily a heroine. That's not the way... That's Shonda's what's writing the show. her. That's yeah. true about all of because us. Because if yeah. she was the Lee, if she was the heroine, yawn, the show's over. Right. That's when the show's over, when Olivia becomes the heroine. And you'll see, you know, the one thing that Shonda does so brilliantly, and Carrie too, and I it is in this season, you know, they're the dark strains of Olivia Pope that never leave. They, you know, we root for her and they recede, but you know, if you think about the childhood this woman had and the yeah. parents she had and the dysfunctional love affair she's been in now for a while. She's a complicated girl. So that's a that's a really interesting point you bring up. It's going to be good. She may not want me. Hmm. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Tony Goldwyn, I could talk to you for hours, but alas, you and your suit are wanted somewhere else. <laughs> well, thanks. It's always so good to talk to you later. It's really good to talk to you. Yeah. Look for Tony Goldwyn on Scandal Thursday nights to be continued, sir. Great. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt.